0: Hello and welcome to the Art of Podcast, brought to you by Grand Lifestyle Magazine and the Public Arts Commission. I am your host, Tammy Vigness, and I'm joined today by Marla Defoe, and Hi. we have a new voice in the studio, Danielle Pekarski. Hello. Hello, Danielle. Thanks for joining us. Danielle is um, new to our grand, our grand team over here, so this is her inaugural grand podcast. Are you excited?
1: I'm very excited.
0: She asked me just a little bit ago, she's like, oh. What should we do? I need to know anything for this podcast? Like, what do I do? I'm like, ah, eh, I just kind of babble a lot and you can jump in as you feel.
2: Now I feel, good, feel like the that. need. Now I feel like we need a quiz or something.
0: I know, I know. What was the very first podcast that we did for grand?
1: I'm wrong <laughs> I know, already. <laughs> I almost had to like think about,
0: about it myself. It was, I think it was called The Art of Taking the Perfect or Capturing the Perfect Moment. And that yes. was with Manstrom's. Manstrom Photography. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, I don't know about you guys, but like, I love downtown, just downtowns in general. Are you on the same page as me? Absolutely. Like, I just feel like there's always, all the things are happening downtown, you know, whether it's the nightlife, the food and beverage scene, like businesses, it's just kind of like, I feel like where people want to be. Yeah. And I mean, Grand Forks has significantly changed, I feel like in the last, I mean, since the flood, really. I mean, our, our downtown scene has grown a lot, I would say.
2: I love the patio scene. Downtown.
0: Oh, I know. I know. The patio scene is, it's definitely come a long ways and I feel like it needs to. I mean, we have such a brief little window of time where people are actually able to enjoy patios that you need to have one. Yes. I was, uh, we got back into town last night and we were driving through downtown and I was surprised to see like lots of activity. I mean, we have a beautiful late October day last night and all the, all the people were out on patios, which was awesome. Awesome to see. So anyway, one of the newer, not even newer, I guess you guys have probably been around for a while now, um, but one of the uh, wonderful businesses that we have in our downtown community is Half Brothers Brewing. And today we're joined by Chad Gunderson, owner of Half Brothers Brewing Company, and we are chatting about the art of craft brewing. So welcome, Chad.
3: Hello, Hello.
0: Welcome. Welcome to our little podcast and you are live in studio so that's kind of fun too. We've had lots of in-studio guests lately. I love it.
3: I'm happy to be here. Thank yes you.
0: yes. <laughs> so just jumping right into brewing. How long have you been in the business?
3: I started back in 2010. Okay. 2009-2010. Sure. I was going to BSU and um, and found a small brewery opening up in Walker, Minnesota. Oh, nice! And that I just love Walker. Marked everything.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So you just did you have any like technical background to the brewing process? So you just kind of jumped right in.
3: No, I homebrew. Okay, but I wasn't like a crazy right, right. Uh, it was weekends when I could. Yeah. Uh, it just, uh, I just love the craft. I love drinking. <laughs> <craft beer. laughs> uh, back then, it was you know, New Belgium. Right. right. And now it's just exploded. Oh,
0: it has. I know. I feel like the the craft brewing scene has just come such a long ways over over the years and just I mean it was maybe a little late in coming to to Grand Forks, but better late than never, I always say. So it uh, it's nice that we finally have, you know, some some options downtown for or just in town in general, uh, for some home home brewed craft beer which is which is awesome um so you said you've always been interested in the brewing process and you started mostly at home so when you went to work for you know the brewing in in walker um did you start off like with the process itself or did you start kind of like as a beer tender or did you just kind of dive right in
3: so this was back when tap rooms in minnesota were not allowed oh i didn't even know that was a thing uh Maybe not allowed is the correct word. Uh, tap rooms are more for, like, tasting oh, and buying shit. growlers to go. Oh, You couldn't gotcha. have a pint. You couldn't. Oh, you really? You could only sample. Um, hmm. Surly changed that while I was working there. Oh, nice. Um, the Surly Law is what they coined it. Um, and that r- jump-started a lot of tap rooms happening in Minnesota. Well, no kidding. So I, I mainly jumped into the brewing yeah. side of things. Um the guy that I worked for and worked with, he was also a, a longtime home brewer. Sure. So he was learning the same time I was learning. And okay. that kind of lasted about two years. And I really wanted to expand my knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I moved out to Montana. And okay. That's, that's where I coined um, all of my uh, procedures and SOPs as far as brewing goes. Gotcha. Was, that was the eye opener's Okay. Montana craft.
0: Very cool. And did Montana have different laws in terms of like their, t- you know, they had tap rooms already that were available for consumption while you were there?
3: True. Yeah. Okay. Um, every state. And if you dive down that rabbit hole, uh, every state is different. Sure. Um, North Dakota being probably one of the most lenient. OK. Um, which is good old North Dakota. for Right. You. <laughs> uh, in Montana, I think still to this day, um, you can only have four pints per person per day. Oh, okay. Okay. And that's the max you can? What if you consume. jumped from place to place? Well, they, Are they going to know? It's kind of a self regulatory. Eh, okay. uh, <laughs> four to you, really. over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's, it, yeah, that was very interesting. Yeah, you I know, bet. I'm from Minnesota, where tap rooms were just starting. Right. You know, right. when I left, um, going to, now we're going to restrict how much you can consume. Sure.
0: Interesting. Well, and that's really interesting. I mean, Minnesota's a pretty, um, Uh, non-conservative state in a lot of ways. So it's kind of interesting that they didn't allow consumption in tap rooms. And I mean, how else will you know what kind of growler to buy if you can't taste a little bit first, right? right? Um, That's, well, that's cool. I mean, that's one of my favorite things to do. I mean, I'm not honestly a huge beer connoisseur, but I really, really do like going to breweries because you can, you know, taste a little bit of this and that. And I do, if I'm going to drink a beer, it's not a Bud Light. It's it's going to be a craft beer in some capacity. So I I definitely appreciate the, the breweries, and I didn't have any idea that you couldn't do that before. It's very
2: cool. So I went to Alaska this summer, and uh, there was a day that my entire family went deep-sea fishing, and right. I was like, it's absolutely, not your no, not doing it. <laughs> so I took an Uber to downtown Anchorage, and I walked around, every brewery i could find so <laughs> i was really thankful I feel like you
0: never told me this part of your your trip <laughs> the, the, my, my little brewery <laughs>
2: adventure oh yes it was uh, i think it went to four different nice. four or five different breweries um and and the thing i really like about breweries is the the neighborhood atmosphere it, it mm-hmm. just feels so laid back and and you know so many of them have delicious food oh as yeah well,
0: absolutely so. you got to have a little bite with your yes. with your beer for yes. sure well, and Danielle's a, a newly 21, uh, so have you have you made it to any of our, have, to Half Brothers or to any other breweries?
1: I have not made it to any of the breweries, uh, gotcha. but I have tried craft beer. Yes, and that's a start. Yep, up, up until 21, you know, it was... Bushlight, light, bud light.
0: And what do you mean? I, you mean Kool-Aid right. and water and milk? I think that's what you meant to say. Right. Pardon me. Right. Right. But
1: uh, I was pretty impartial when it came to beer and right, what I liked. Right. And then I tried a sour oh, just the other day, yeah. really. And that was an eye opening experience. And yeah. I was like, maybe I should give beer another chance right. because this is delicious. Yes.
0: And that's funny that you say that because I cannot get on the sour board. You guys have a sour, right? Yeah.
3: That's, yeah. Right. We brew a lot of sours. Yeah.
0: And I want to because they always have the best names and the best like descriptions. Because I do like, you know, like a fruity little Mm -hmm. bit to my beer. But I just, I I always get a sample and I'm like, I'm just gonna like one day I'm going to like it. Like, that's how I made myself like gin and tonics. I just kept drinking them until (laughs) one day I decided that I liked them. So maybe, I mean, I don't think there's, you know, I haven't lost hope in myself yet, but um, sours. I mean, so many people just love them and I want to love them, but I'll get there. You should have brought some, maybe Chad. (laughs) (laughs) So what made you decide to like, finally like branch out and do your own thing? I mean, you'd been doing, I mean, it's kind of a big plunge to take as far as, you know, Hey, I'm going to just give this a go and do it myself. Like what was like the, the wake up call for that?
3: I think it came after about, Two weeks at, in Walker. Okay. Um, so I kind of strategically planned my next, you know, five, mm-hmm. six mm-hmm. years of my life. And what prompted the Montana move was I want to know more about brewing and get someone else's perspective. Sure. And um, so that moved out to a big brewery, Helena, mm-hmm. Lewis and Clark Brewing. Um, and then I found another startup. Uh, brewery up in Great Falls. So I got to see big production at in Helena at Lewis and Clark and then another startup. Okay. So I was day one employee. Um, and that just kind of kept the snowball going. And moving back to Grand Forks, I was Rhombus Guy's first mm-hmm. hire as okay. well. Um, and that was kind of the last of it. I was like, okay, I'm going to stop right. doing this for someone else and do and, it for yourself. Yeah. Yep. And somehow convince a bank to give me lots of money. <laughs> I'm sure that's no
0: easy feat. That's a craft oh. in itself. We should do a that podcast on that. I'm yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, and when you don't have, you know, history with running a business, I mean, I can't even imagine, you know, you must have really had to have all your ducks in a row to, yes. you know, full on game plan and
3: <laughs> a lot of co-signing. A lot
0: of, I'm sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I'm glad they took a chance on you guys because. I mean, it's such a great place.
3: Thank it you. is. Thank yeah,
2: you. yeah,
0: yeah. So, what is your favorite part of of the brewing process? Do you have a favorite part
3: of the physical brewing process? Yeah, or well, any of it, but yeah, the physical. I, mean, I really, um, if you watch someone brew, it's it's a lot of flash and bang mm-hmm. in the first half an hour. Then it's you know, hurry, and just, hurry up and wait. Yeah. You <laughs> know? Um, so that's that's where I enjoy is you know walking in um, and uh, having our brewer mat already mashing in Mm -hmm. that's where you're mixing Mm -hmm. the grains with the hot water. So, um, a lot of smells, a lot of aromatics, a lot of noises going on. That's probably my favorite. Okay. Walking in at eight o'clock and just smelling those cereal grains mashing in, um, outside of the brewing I enjoy, um, which I'm just getting my role is transferring over to being sales and marketing and events. Okay. Um, be, Actually, physically handing the beer Mm -hmm. to a a festival goer or someone that's sampling it and seeing their expressions and their excitement. Or yeah. disgust. I mean, it depends on what, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm handing you a sour beer.
0: Right, exactly. It's never quite disgust. It's yeah. just like a, mm, that's just not for me. <laughs> Fortunately, it's more say, excitement. Have you tried all of his sours? No, I haven't. Because and I will, I mean, I, I will actually, I'm going to make a point. Like you've heard it, you've heard it from the horse's mouth. I will make a point to go <laughs> to Half Brothers and strictly drink. Like, a, a, do you have a flight of sours that I may try? Oh yeah, right now okay. we've got
3: five sours. Okay. Okay. Now, so.
0: I, this is my life's mission now. I have, I have a new, new game plan in life. I think everybody we have a plan for this afternoon. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think so too. I mean, it is a rainy day, so yeah. we may as well, <laughs> right. you know, what else is there to do? Right. <laughs> no, that's awesome.
2: So what's your biggest seller?
3: Uh, not a sour right now. <laughs> our most successful brand to date has been our pickle rickle
0: Mm. you know i haven't tried that yet and i i i want to because i do think i would like a pickle beer
2: actually had one yesterday mixed with a little clamato while
0: watching football oh yeah i bet that's a good sunday morning or sunday Mm -hmm. afternoon whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever you want i guess kind of beer um yeah a little bloody mary-ish action Mm -hmm. with the clamato yeah that's that's fun how did you come up with that
3: that was just uh Surveying what our market is. And okay. I've always seen people put pickles, pickles and, in yeah, their beer, olives, olives, and yep. And we're like, why not? Well, right. Why not try it out?
0: Skip mm-hmm. skip the actual pickle and just put it right yeah. in the beer Perfect.
3: Right. So we sell out every single time we release. Yeah. It. We've released four so far, and we had to restrict the amount that you could buy this time <laughs> because people. Well, I, think, really I saw upset. that on your social media. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. So right. Um, the first time we released we had 200 cases sitting there and they were just within 45 minutes oh wow and wow people come the next day and they're like oh i just saw you release this and we're like,
0: day late dollar short <laughs> buddy yeah sorry <laughs> so wow we
3: have to be very strategic when we're releasing that right
0: right no kidding yeah who knew i mean that it yeah. would be such a big seller that's that's I incredible didn't, I didn't know so, <laughs> Good problem so it have. is no yeah no kidding right. so that's just like a once in a while you release that and it's yep, yep very special occasion or is it that's ever around a certain time just to
3: <laughs>
0: just wondering <laughs> well, uh, we do have it on
3: tap okay right now. oh very um, cool just okay. cans so gotcha. off sale is what is what flies off ticket. the shelves
0: yep. yeah for sure um
3: what takes us so long is we we collect pickle brine pickles okay from Local businesses, oh, downtown, yeah. um, all the way out to Bismarck, okay. Fargo, they hold on to their pickle brine sure. for us. So
0: so does the, then the flavor of the beer change based on what kind of like pickle brine you're getting from these different places, or do you just request like dill?
3: Yeah, we try dill. Okay, only. gotcha, so, gotcha. Um, toasted frog you know mm-hmm. street, right. they right. hold on yep. to a lot of ours. Oh yeah. So, well, that makes sense.
2: I think you're coming up with an idea here for him. Well, I know, like, I'm, I'm like, like, like a hot well, dill? right
0: like oh. a hot dill or like maybe a bread and butter that maybe is like oh. a little too weird, but are not not really weird, but I don't know. I mean, not everybody sweet likes sweet and sour. Right? Yeah. yeah, maybe something. My mom used to make these pickles that took like days, like literally days to make. It, it was like an 8-day process of like I don't remember what they were called, but they ended up becoming like this emerald green and like our entire dining room table was just covered in pickles. And like every day it was almost like that Amish friendship bread where every day you like add something to the process. And it was that. And at the end, I mean, she hated making them because they were just so time consuming and took up the entire dining room. But the end result was just this beautiful, glorious emerald green pickle, which was (laughs) kind of weird to eat, like in terms of eating with your eyes. But the taste was delicious, but I'm not sure how that would translate into a, into a beverage, but you never know.
2: You never know.
0: You never know. Um, so have you ever had a batch of beer just turn out like terribly wrong? Like, (laughs) 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 like you had all these high hopes and the whole, I mean, that's exactly what he's thinking about bread and butter. Uh, I know he's like, (laughs) I can tell you what's (laughs) going to turn wrong.
3: (laughs) There's been a few, um, that have not made it to the market. Gotcha. Um, most of the time that's due to employee error or mm-hmm. something going wrong sure. with the batch that sure. we just decide nope this isn't right. this isn't happening so
0: at what point are you do you make that call are you like mm, this is just not quite
3: preferably before we put any more money into it <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> um, yes yes so a lot a lot of times um, a lot of our beers require something additional after it's been brewed so mm-hmm. like our fruited sours they, sure, they get some fruit added to it our IPAs get hops added to it so um we taste it every day uh during the process sure so once we find something wrong with it which doesn't happen very often you know right I'm knocking do- on wood right now yeah. <laughs> um then we just either if it's non-recoverable mm-hmm. we send it down the drain um but there's a lot of blending along and with a lot the tier things yes right. <laughs> and some of our beers that um have been slightly successful, came out of air. Oh, really? So,
0: that's like our, fun.
3: our our uh, albino buffalo, which is our coffee brown um, or coffee golden ale. Okay. Coffee blonde ale. Um, it was a batch of classic that just really didn't taste as clean as mm-hmm. we'd like it to. Um, and we had some extra coffee beans sitting around. And sure. we were like, let's add this to it. Right. And just give it a whirl. And that's another beer that one... When it's on, it's, it's fire. And right. That's I awesome. i really haven't brewed it for a while, so.
0: So do you, when you happen upon these beers kind of like by accident, is it difficult to recreate them? You know, when you said like, you're like, oh, okay, well, this was not quite right. So we just added a little bit of this, you know, just to see. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, crap, what was that? What did we right. add a little so bit of?
3: There's a few of those that we probably can never recreate. <laughs> um, but like the, the coffee blonde is. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the classic was way off. It just wasn't, right. wasn't as clean as what well. we like. Too, gotcha. So. gotcha. And coffee masks. Okay. <clears throat> A lot of flavor. Right. So. Right. Well, there you go.
0: Yeah. And speaking of that, so you do some work or some um, partnering, venturing, whatever with Bully Brew. Is that correct? Right? Yeah. Yep. Is that the only coffee that you use at this point? or?
3: At this point, we... For our mainstays, so mm-hmm. Bully Brew Coffee Brown Ale is one yep. that we brew all the time. Uh, we have done a few stouts with coffee companies from uh, Fargo. Okay. Um, we are working on potentially expanding the the coffee and beer sure. portfolio with other roasters because now that um, there's more roasters in North mm-hmm. Dakota. So right, we're, yeah, we're excited to potentially partner with them.
0: Well, that's nice, too. And then it's like, you know, you're working with other local businesses that are, you know, kind of on the same page as you. They're just, you know, working from, you know, a startup, a brand new business that they've gone out on a limb for themselves. And, you know, if you can, everybody can kind of scratch each other's backs. That's always kind of a nice thing.
3: Exactly.
0: That's awesome. And I feel like people, you know, I mean, what's more Midwest than coffee and beer and then Mm -hmm. coffee and beer together? It just kind of seems like a perfect (laughs) little match in heaven, if you ask me. That's funny. So going back to the the names. So you have one that's, I had to write it down. Pink Fluffy Unicorns Dancing on Rainbows. So yes. like how... My personal
2: favorite. I know,
0: I have had that one and it, it is really good. I can never, ever remember the name. I'm like, something about a unicorn and I don't know, <laughs> yeah. fluffy. Um, so like who comes up with the names? Like that's gotta be like a fun part.
3: So that one came from a YouTube video. Okay. Um, that my daughter was watching at the time. So she was about four or five. Okay. And she just kept playing this YouTube video, this song. So Uh, you should probably go listen to the song. I think I will. Yeah. It's going to be stuck in your head for the rest of the day. (laughs) And I was like, this has got to be a ridiculous name. Let's put it on the beer. Let's see how it does. And that one was probably one of our top you know, when we first started out, sure, sure. the one that everyone flocked to. Well, of course,
0: just the name alone. I mean, it could taste like garbage and they'd still probably order (laughs) it just (laughs) because of the name. I mean, I think I would. (laughs) Oh, that's hysterical. So is that one that's on a a normal rotation or does that come and go?
3: Just this year, we added it to a normal rotation. Okay, gotcha. More and more people um, around the state and around our distribution network wanted it and Mm -hmm. couldn't get it so we were like let's just make it all the time instead of restricting it
0: right so how many beers do you generally have on tap at any given time or what's what's kind of the
3: regular lineup well we have 24 tap lines oh wow okay 24 different beers um we're trying to restrict that a little bit because things are increasing in price So fruited beers are getting more expensive, Mm -hmm. more expensive to make, more expensive for the consumer. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, we're just always trying to experiment. Sure.
0: Very cool. Yeah, that's got to be kind of one of the bigger challenges with, um, you know, owning any business, but especially, um, you know, a food where you're dependent upon farmers and, you know, the weather and just cost of goods and cost of transport and everything right now is probably a little... Challenging. So have you had to like adapt your, maybe what you thought you were going to do this year or whenever to, you know, something that's maybe a little bit more cost effective all around and kind of changed your game plan that way?
3: Yeah. So all of, let's see, 2021, we started doing heavily fruited okay. sours, Sure. just getting into that kind of smoothie style pastry sours. Um, those took off really well. And then the fruit doubled in price beginning of this year Ugh. and transportation is, I mean, it was everything right. just went up. So we had to start adjusting our prices, our margins mm-hmm. and our distributors were like, we can't sell this for right, four right. dollars a four pack. And I was like, I know, but we have to. Yeah. That's, that's how much it, that's how know, much it costs. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we're not gouging at all. It's just right. what it is. Yeah. So, um, we've recently, um, adapted to making what we call around the brewery beer, beer, So that's no frills. Sure, just straight Uh, up. Just straight up Mm -hmm. traditional style beers, which the brewing staff and myself are really excited about. Mm -hmm. We're just hoping everyone else is excited. And I feel (laughs)
0: like that kind of opens the door to people who maybe aren't craft brew connoisseurs. I mean, I have a girlfriend who, I mean, if you see her drinking anything other than a bush latte, it's a... (laughs) Cold day in somewhere because she's just, (laughs) she she just can't, you know, get past that, um, you know, that flavor. That's what she likes. And so, you know, maybe a beer beer would, would be something that's up her alley.
2: I did see you're you're launching a new beer. Did I see on social media? You're looking for names. Oh, yes. Ooh, names. Yes. I like names.
3: (laughs) So we're working with um, our, our uh, Bemidji Brewing in Bemidji. Uh, Their first ever collab was with us on Friday. Oh, very cool! Yeah, uh, we brewed a beer in lieu of the hockey weekend between the Beavers. Oh, that's fun. U.N.D. So we're gonna really sit around that time. Okay, very cool. And kind of do a a few events surrounded by that. But and you're
0: looking for a name for that particular beer? Yes. Gotcha. Can you? I I haven't. I haven't noticed anything on social media yet. But do you have like a description of what the beer is like? just wondering for yeah. my own personal gain. So it's going to be a, a Kolsch <laughs> Okay. Oh, so I do like Kolsch's, yeah. Yep. Uh,
3: but we're going to do a little tight spin on that and add a little bit more hops to it. So it's going to be a little bit more okay. flavorful. Um, a little more refreshing, I guess. More crafty than sure. a traditional sure. Kolsch.
0: And is there a deadline to enter in said contest? <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm very much intrigued right. by this. <laughs> I think just uh, send us a message or okay. comment. I think we're, we're looking for comments. We're looking for traction and just kind of... Getting gotcha. the word out, that and what what
0: will what, what someone... will I win when my when my beer <laughs> name gets chosen? Yeah. <laughs> all the sour samples you yeah. can handle. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. you will make a sour rights right. breaking rights and all the sour I can drink. So yeah. <laughs> you're going to walk away uh, with more money in your pockets if, yeah. if that's the case. I won't be cashing in too much on those. Sours Just kidding. I might. I might. Maybe it'll. alter a page. Um. So. Now I totally forgot what
2: I was going to ask because you threw me I know. I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. I just wanted to know my my winnings. Right. <laughs> it's hockey
2: themed, so you might have to. I know. I'll have, you know.
0: To, yeah, I'll have to noodle that one a while, but something will come to me. Maybe after a couple of sours. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, that's funny. I remember. I, oh, you remember? Wonderful. I remember okay. now. <laughs> Go ahead. I won't interrupt.
2: I was going to say, speaking of art, um, your cans are amazing. Who does your artwork?
3: So we originally, um, the guy's name is Jeff Knight, and okay. he goes by the Tag "Cereal Designs Okay, um, out of Fargo-Moorhead area. Okay. He's a, he, I think he's still an NDSU professor of marketing art. Um, he created our entire brand. Oh, nice. Um, but I think most recently, up until this middle of summer, he kind of... Um, Got a little bit too much on his plate, but so depending on which label you're looking at, um, the majority of all of our labels has been him and him alone, which, um, everything is amazing. We get comments on artwork Mm -hmm, like crazy. Um, all of our promotional material that came out this, this summer, like our tents for events and Mm -hmm. stuff has all of his, you know, beer labels just plastered all over. Oh, very cool.
0: Well, I think so much of, I mean, branding is such a huge, huge thing. And when something is appealing, you know, visually, people are just more drawn to it naturally, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and then obviously the taste is a bonus.
3: Right. Yes, mm-hmm. That's what we've learned. Yeah. These five years. <laughs>
0: so you said your role is changing a little bit and you're more going to be in the sales and the marketing and sort of maybe more the business side of things in yes. in that yeah. way. Um, so are you, uh, are you up for the challenge? How do you, how do you feel about that? I know that that's just obviously sometimes how, how it goes, but are you, are you pretty excited?
3: I'm pretty excited. I know I'm going to be filling some big shoes. Um, Tyler, he was our sales manager for the last two years. Um, he brought us from, you know, distributing just a little bit into Fargo and, and Grand Forks to all the way in Nebraska, Mm -hmm. um, south of minnesota as well i mean he's grown our brand tremendously so um, very cool he was great uh, moved on to a different career and here i am so right. I'm i'm excited to work for the brewery mm-hmm. and not in the brewery sure you know the last five years i've been brewing I've right. Been right i've been most recently on the packaging line so okay um i, I like where we're heading and i like where my role is heading mm-hmm. That's awesome. I like to travel. My family doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think it's uh, going to be a couple of years of putting in the time. And sure. then it should sail itself. At yeah. That
0: point. That's that's very cool. And it's, um, you know, I mean, you can really speak to the product probably better than a lot of people just having, you know, obviously brewed it yourself.
3: That, Correct. You yeah. know,
0: I think that gives you probably a nice little leg up, I would think. Yeah. Um, so you also mentioned... Um, like promoting and the music side, cause you've kind of added a fun little space to your, um, repertoire, yep. <laughs> if you will. Yes. So, um, so you have,
3: it's the underground space, correct? correct?
0: Yeah. So yes. that's pretty cool. So tell me a little bit about that.
3: So when we first opened, we had live music mm-hmm. out in the back. Um, music was, has always been a, a driving force for names. Um, everything that we do, we kind of think of our, um, our taglines: "Welcome to the family," but it's always been heavily like skateboard punk mm-hmm. infused, um, or what I th- I think we are. I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the outside world is looking at, but we're you know right. we're listening. That's what to you want to be, yeah. we're, You know we're, we think we we are we're kind of cool. Um, yeah, I think you're cool <laughs> <laughs> for whatever that's worth. Right. Uh, so, uh. when we. Removed the stage. It was a sad day, Um, but we removed it to add canning, um, canning line. And so the stage just kept getting smaller and smaller. The artist Mm -hmm. kept getting, you know, few and far between. Um, So we we wanted to bring it back, and we found music in the basement was actually our um, our current uh, social media guru and uh, lead brewer. He was like, why don't we turn this room into a music venue? And we just went for it. And it's been super fun. Uh, A lot of great feedback from artists, Mm -hmm. a lot of great feedback from guests in the tap room. Right. Uh, During the summer, we kind of slowed down the music. Yeah. Nobody wants to be sitting in a basement when it's 70 degrees (laughs) out. So we're slowly bringing music back. Very cool. For the winter.
0: Yeah. Will you do anything else down there besides music? Will there be like, I don't even know what.
3: Yeah, we, we've uh, already scheduled a bunch of holiday parties. Okay. Um, we've had a few wedding receptions, oh, uh, fun. a few, what's the pre-wedding, uh, grooms dinner. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just meeting space. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's fun. Well, maybe we'll have to keep that in mind for a little company meeting space.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Fun. Well, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for, for joining us today. Do you guys have any other questions for, for Chad? Danielle?
1: I do. Oh, yay. <laughs> I'm curious where the name half brothers came
3: from.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a great question. Great.
3: Um, thank you. so it is me and my half brother. Oh. Um, he, we, we share the same mom mm-hmm. and two different dads. He actually went to school here for a little bit, um, he has his master's in physical therapy, or his doctorate would it be? I think doctorate. it is a doctorate. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. physical therapist. Um, he left for New York City about a year ago, so okay. he's living, working down in Manhattan. So he's enjoying right. that. He he never really had like the brewing background, sure. But he definitely um, a lot of sweat equity and right. worked in the tap room for a while mm-hmm. while oh, he was going to school cool. here. So that's kind nice. of a. You are you guys really half mistake. brothers that's right. i get that everywhere to go so <laughs> you like yes, um, yes, yes, yes and before it was tyler he has a big red beard and when i grow my beard it's red and stuff and everyone's like oh are you guys are half brothers no, <laughs> no. no. I'm, I'm, I'm one of them but, so, yeah, so it's, uh, it's kind of exciting i think there's a lot of people with blended families these days mm. oh yeah just, for we, sure we kind of resonate right
0: so. well and then with your whole tagline being about family yeah, i mean that's family, yeah, yeah yeah that's awesome
2: I think it is important to point out that um, all ages are welcome at your brewery. That is correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that is. Yep. um, My kids love going there for the pretzel bites. Mm, mm -hmm. I also love going there for the pretzel bites. Well, yeah, me too. Yes. Um. Who doesn't love
0: warm, doughy goodness?
2: (laughs) (laughs) What's your dipping sauce of choice?
0: Oh, I mean, I really do. I mean, of course, I love beer cheese, but I also I usually get beer cheese and mustard. And then sometimes I like. Mm-hmm. double dip the two mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to pick it is hard to pick and why should you have to <laughs> right yes <laughs> no I, I love that my dogs like going to half brothers every time we walk by downtown my i have two dogs and my big one is um he's spent many a time on the patio before and <laughs> every time we walk by he like you know, most of the time i don't walk around with a wallet on me but you know sometimes i do and but if I don't have one, it seems like that's always when we walk by and he longingly stares in the window right. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at everybody and he whimpers. I'm like yeah. but I'm sorry we don't have any money with like <laughs> we gotta keep going. But yep, he's uh, he's been in and around Half Brothers multiple times. So awesome. it's fun. Yeah.
2: And I think a little fun fact is that Half Brothers was our very, very first Feature in our very first issue of Grand. That's right, yes.
0: Look at us, full circle, coming around to a (laughs) podcast now. (laughs) That's
3: awesome.
0: Very fun. Well, I like to end these podcasts with a little game of would you rather. So if you're up for it, I have a little would you rather question for you. So would you rather never be able to taste beer ever again for the rest of your life? Or never be able to eat your favorite food ever again for the rest of your life?
3: I think I'd choose never eat food. Never eat food? Yeah. Never eat your favorite think, food? Yeah. What is like your favorite
0: that. food, just out of curiosity?
3: Oh, I love pizza. Yeah? Yeah. That's yeah. a guilty pleasure.
0: Well, yeah. right. right. Any particular type of pizza?
3: I'm pretty plain as far as, I like pepperoni basil. Ooh, ooh, pepperoni basil. basil. Well, yeah. I
0: feel like that's not really plain. That's well, got a little fanciness right. with the basil. Very yeah. good.
3: I can eat that morning dinner <laughs> 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 <2 a. m. laughs> really
0: anytime yeah. yes just put it in front of my face and yep yeah. there you go so you would rather give up that than give oh, up yeah. tasting yeah. beer got yeah. it
3: there's just so many flavors and well it's right. So mm-hmm. right enjoy i mean why drink beer when you can't taste it so. right i know
0: exactly and what is your favorite of your lineup Low-ball. of beer
3: if i were to choose yes it wouldn't be a specific beer but it'd be a style of uh West Coast traditional IPAs. Gotcha. I like that bitter. I like that Mm -hmm. fruity. Uh, The hazy beers are great. Yep. But it's just maybe too much sweetness for me. Got it. On a regular basis.
0: So where do you fall on the sour line? Are you a sour fan
3: I drink one a year.
0: Okay, mm. we'll see. Oh, I don't, I don't even feel so bad. Yeah. For saying like that. I
3: don't really like sours. I, I taste it on the candy line to make right. sure it's right. within spec, and that's good about, enough. That's about it. So, yeah.
0: Danielle, what about you? Are you giving up beer for the rest of your life? I mean, at least the ability to taste it, or giving up right. your favorite food?
1: I would probably give up the ability to taste beer. Right. Yep. But again, I'm sour power over here. <laughs> I,
0: <laughs>
1: Sours would give traditional beer a run for their money. Okay. And,
0: well.
1: In terms of losing the
0: taste. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Got it. And what is your favorite food? Just
1: mm, Mine might be pizza, too. Yeah. Either pizza or sushi.
0: Oh, <laughs> whoa. Quite <laughs> <Right>. opposite. Right. <laughs> depends cut. on
1: the sushi, depends right? on the pizza. Right.
0: That's funny. Marla, what
2: about you? You're making me choose between tacos and beer.
0: I know, Ooh. I know.
2: I mean, I think that's an impossible decision. <laughs> <laughs> I've Sweet been wracking my mean, brain since you asked. And I'm gun like, to your head,
0: gun to your head. What are you, what are you doing? I'm
2: going to give up beer.
0: You're going to give up beer? I am. Well, I feel like I should almost just I mean, side with broke, Chad just because. That broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I know that broke my heart, but yeah, I—I I mean, I've always been. I mean, I do, like I said, I like my craft beer when I'm at a craft brewery, but I'm kind of like a, a liquor girl, so. I'm probably going to have to give up beer too. And I really mm. feel badly <laughs> saying that right? since we're all <laughs> we're traitors. Right? All alone. <laughs> you are all alone. But I just, I mean, I love food so much that I, it would be hard to give up my favorite thing, which I can't even think of what my favorite thing is. I do have a death row meal, but it's oh. not generally my favorite thing, but it is my death row meal. But that's for another time. That is, that is <laughs> a whole nother conversation. I know. I don't even know what my favorite food is. Hmm.
2: It's got to be Indian. Yeah. I feel yep, like it's Indian. Yep, it is.
0: I mean, my favorite cuisine is definitely Indian. Yeah, I probably, yep, yep. I don't think I could give up like a a good spicy curry or something like that. I think that would be really tough for me to give up. So sorry, Chad. I'm giving up beer. <laughs> Not necessarily giving up beer. I'm just giving up the ability to taste it. Uh,
2: you can, then you can drink all the sours. Then I can drink all the sour. So actually, maybe it's
0: hey, it's win-win. <laughs> Funny. Well, thank you again for being here for joining us on our podcast. And for me. yes, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. All right. right. Okay. Bye. Bye.